0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
1: Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: It's time for Speaking of Sports, your weekly look inside at the stats, scores, opinions, and facts from a kid's point of view. You can't miss one moment of the action going on in the next
1: hour. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Voice America Kids Radio Network. I'm Eric Jordan. Today, we are going to be talking about many sports controversial issues, sports topics, and many things that are debated about different sports. Now, the first topic I'm going to discuss is about playoffs in college football. If you don't know, the NCAA Division A, which is basically major college football, does not end its season with the playoffs. Instead, it uses a complicated system of polls and computer formulas to determine two teams to eventually play in a national title game. Now, this system is debated very heavily because it's not it's basically what people think and doesn't give a lot of people doesn't give teams that don't have good records a legitimate chance to go play for a national title game now many people say that college football lacks an end-of-season excitement just like in the NCAA basketball has a sixty-five team tournament at the end of of the season to top it off and it's very exciting it's, also, it's called March Madness because it's so much it's so crazy and it's so much fun now pro BCS people um, the people who support the current system with the bowl games and all of that say that it's college football tradition to have these bowl games at the end of each season now, before the 2004 season, the BCS formula was modified to eliminate record and quality of wins and made more of a human influence into the topic. But the in the BCS was created in 1998 to create a national champion but still maintain those bowl traditions that have been going on for hundreds of, or about a hundred years or so. Now, there are major BCS conferences who have an automatic bid into the into a major BCS bowl game. These conferences are the Big Ten, the Big East, the ACC, Big 12, Pac-10, and SEC. These have all been members for, of the BCS for a long time. And they... The winner of these conferences determined in either a conference championship game or, a, or whoever has the best record basically goes on to a BCS bowl game, which there are six major BCS bowl games. Now, there are many pros and cons to each each side of the argument, and um, here are some of them. Now, for pro BCS, it when you think about it. If you when you have the BCS, it really puts a lot of emphasis on the, at the... It has like a playoff atmosphere for the entire season because if you lose one game, your shot at going to a national title is down a heck of a lot. And also, like I mentioned earlier, it's basically college football tradition to have these bowl games which have been going on for about 100 years now. And... About the pro-BCS, it's um, it has a lot to do with humans. Uh, has a lot of human opinion in it. Whereas uh, record doesn't really matter. Where some teams who aren't in uh, major conferences don't get a chance because of their strength of schedule or who they play or whatever. Now, a pro-playoff system, which I approve of, um, it decides better teams it it's decides the teams with the best records who have won all their games in the regular season to play for a national title game at the end of the season now it would be very easy to switch from the current bcs system to the to a playoff system because it's very easy to set up a playoff system if you think about it you could have an eight or 16 team tournament and just play it out just like the NCAA does with basketball now playoffs have been working fine in division two II and three college football and you know they don't get as much spotlight as a uh, major college football and division one a does but um it, they, they have had this system for a long time, and it's been working very well for them. Also, it, it eliminates a lot of controversy when you think about it, because there, are, there has been a lot of controversy the past couple years about teams who have been going undefeated and not even gotten a chance at a major BCS bowl game or a national title. Now... A playoff system would be very interesting, very exciting, and it would if you think about it, it would just be more fair because all teams would have a shot at a national title game instead of just the same like Alabama, Florida, USC, Ohio State, all of the major teams who have always seemed to got to get in those bowls. Now, and also another argument that many people would make about the pro playoff system would be that it would create a lot more revenue for the but all the all of the colleges all of the TV networks everybody because there would probably be more games and they would create a lot more revenue if you are just joining us we are currently talking about the debate on playoffs in college football and I'm Eric Jordan now there are some all there all are there also are some cons to the BCS. Now, con the as you know the small conferences have no shot at getting to a major game, a major BCS bowl game. Um, and one bad game in the beginning of the season could eliminate your hope for the rest of the season. And you also produce a controversial champion, but. That that varies between years. Now, the con to the playoffs would mean that the regular season wouldn't mean as much because if you lose one game, you'd still have a legitimate shot at getting in a playoff uh, in a eight to sixteen game or eight to sixteen team playoff. And plus, it would be it could be a longer season, but obviously, this hasn't been thought out by major college football people and they haven't developed a system and it might create a longer season which could shorten the schedule or could make it longer I mean they haven't figured anything out what it would possibly be also you have to remember that these are colleges playing and it would take more time away from the athletes academics at their colleges Now. College football has a contract with the BCS that is supposed to last through 2010, which is the end of this season. Now, basically, college football is the only sport, major sport, that is widely publicized, and but it doesn't have a playoff. It just doesn't sound right. The, the BCS uh, system has been criticized when teams are undefeated and unable to get into a national title game. For example, in 2006, Boise State uh, went undefeated and they played Oklahoma. Now, Boise State won this game against the heavily favored Oklahoma. They played in the 2006 Fiesta Bowl. Now, the Fiesta Bowl isn't the national title game and Oklahoma was not the person who was favored to go into the national title game. But Boise State won that game, and they went undefeated in that season. Also, Boise State won the Fiesta Bowl again recently against TCU. They've also won bowl games against Utah, and and TCU and Utah are also good teams, too, that have gone undefeated. Now, even people like President Obama think that it's the right thing to do. To have a eight to sixteen team tournament about these for these college football teams. Also, TCU is another legitimate team who has had good time con- or has had a good chance at contending for a national title. Now, Boise State and TCU people are saying that they're not going to get to a national title game unless they're in a better conference. But who knows? We'll find out. All right, well, we're going to take a short break here at Voice America Kids Radio Network. I'm Eric Jordan. More interesting topics ne- about sports next.
2: Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com.
1: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
0: You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the
1: action. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Voice America Kids Radio Network. I'm Eric Jordan. Now, we just talked about the debate on if there should be coll- uh, playoffs in college football. Now... Our next topic is going to be about steroids and the debate on whether people who use steroids or famous athletes who use steroids should get into the Hall of Fame, how they should be treated, how how the process should be handled um the, for the people that use steroids. Now, every athlete wants to perform to their to the best of their abilities. Now, and to do so, most athletes are always in the gym trying to get into shape. I know for myself, I play baseball and I'm always in the gym trying to get into shape. I'm always running, trying to beat out the people next to me that are trying to take my spot and be play instead of me. However, um, modern science has made it possible to, for, uh, people to get stronger artificially. Now, Steroids have been around for decades and their main purpose is to heal people that are sick and to help those who aren't strong enough to stay alive or people who need that extra kick in their system to help them survive. But uh, many athletes have taken advantage of these drugs to get stronger and eventually perform better. Now a lot of people believe that it doesn't necessarily help athletes if they use steroids, but statistics have shown otherwise. Now, as you might remember, in 1998, the, in baseball, Mark McGuire hit 70 home runs in one season, and Sammy Sosa hit 66 home runs in one season. The pre this was in one season, they were both in the same division and They were battling it out, hitting home run after home run, and it really revived a lot of excitement in baseball. They both beat the previous record of 61 home runs set by Roger Maris in the 60s. However, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were both accused of using steroids. Now, there are many notable names that have been accused of steroids. Uh, Barry Bonds, Jason Giambi... Gary Sheffield, Roger Clemens, Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez. There are, the list goes on and on and on of people who are suspected of using steroids, people who are, have been caught using steroids, people who have admitted to being used uh, steroids. There's hundreds of athletes who have been accused. Now, a lot of people don't realize how dangerous steroids can really be. Steroids have many many side effects and like the inhibition of natural hormones they can cause great liver damage they have they can uh, make high your cholesterol very high and your cholesterol very low it can cause very bad acne it can cause baldness cardiovascular problems it can even cause stunted growth and in men you can cause high blood pressure kidney prostate enlargement, and so much more that, and there's so much more that we don't even know because scientists haven't researched it enough. But we know that steroids are very dangerous and that they can cause great harm to people and their bodies. Also, when it's been proven that people who use steroids have had a lot of problems later in life, such as just major health problems with their organs, their muscles, and it's just not safe for people to take them. Now, as I said, these, aren't, these steroids aren't safe. And these athletes who have been accused and who have used these steroids have, are, 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 more, are role models for everybody. They're role models for kids who play sports across the nation and in the world. And, you know, a lot of people look up to these people and they want to be just like them since all of these steroid scandals have come up through baseball mainly and there have been other incidents in other sports um... they steroids have become more popular in a bad way steroids have become something that a lot of high school athletes have taken advantage of a lot of college athletes minor league players it's not just in major league baseball where you see steroids And what people don't realize is the dangers of steroids. Now, Major League Baseball has made commercials about steroids and what they can do to somebody's body. Um, I've seen them myself. They have pictures of people with uh, the Greek statues of them playing discus and all that, and they say all the bad things about steroids. And, you know, they, they have the little... Statues collapse, and it really sends a message out of what steroids can really do and can really hurt yourself. Now, there are many organizations out there that are trying to spread the word about how bad steroids really are. And even professional athletes who are retired have gone out and spoke about these steroids, especially to kids and young athletes and why they shouldn't do them, about the dangers of them. Now one of these athletes is uh, Jose Canseco who was a Major League Baseball player, mainly for the Oakland Athletics. He he was been accused of using steroids and he goes out and speaks about the dangers of using steroids and what he regrets from this. Now there is a lot of controversy about if these players should be inducted into the Hall of Fame, if they should be even considered for the Hall of Fame because if you think about it, they basically cheated. They didn't. They weren't fair. They didn't obey the rules. I mean, there weren't basic rules out there back in the 80s about what steroids were. I mean, barely anybody knew about them. But should they be inducted into the Hall of Fame? That's a, de- a whole other debate itself. Personally, I don't think they should because they cheated. They have taken the spot of somebody who is more deserving of it, and, you know, there could be another person up there that worked their worked their butt off and trying to get into, or do what they do. Now, as you know, Barry Bonds, who is the all-time home run king who beat out Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron um, was the all-time home run king for probably 30 years or so, until recently... Barry Bonds passed him at 755 home runs and got 765 in his career. Now, Barry Bonds is one of those people who has been accused of using steroids. Um, he was has always been expected, just by the way he looks, they think that his, some of his features have led to what is the aftermath of using steroids. Now, also in the news recently, there has been um, the new people added to the list of steroid users have been uh, David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, and uh, Alex Rodriguez, and Roger Clemens has been in the news recently because of all of the commotion that he lied to Congress about using steroids in in Major League Baseball. Now. Manny Ramirez has also been um, s- skepticized for using steroids. He, he was suspended 50 games in the regular season a couple of years ago for using a product, a banned substance for Major League Baseball. He was ex- uh, suspended. And Alex Rodriguez, who hasn't really been on the radar for steroid users, basically, he... But he was caught using steroids. Um, Yeah. So all of these names came out in a thing called the Mitchell Report. Now, the Mitchell Report was a 21-month investigation um, that they went into the uh, look at anabolic steroids and how how they're used in baseball. Now, it's a 409-page report. That was issued in 2007, and they found 89 players from Major League Baseball who allegedly used steroids or drugs. Now, I don't think these people should be in the Hall of Fame, and I think these, should pe- these people should be stripped of their Major League Baseball success, because I simply believe that this is not fair for athletes to cheat in this such a, wa- such a way. All right. Well, that concludes our, to- our portion on steroids. We are going to have much more interesting topics, such as disc- uh, concussions and instant replay in Major League Baseball. So stay tuned to Voice America Kids Radio Network. I'm Eric Jordan, and please stay tuned. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America
2: Kids.
0: You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the action.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Voice America Kids Radio Network. I'm Eric Jordan. So, we already talked about playoffs in college football and steroids, um, another controversial issue is the safety of many athletes um, to their heads and head injuries and neck injuries. Now, we're going to focus today on concussions. Now, in almost every sport that you play, you're risking injury, whether it's baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, and, and most, important, or most emphasized is football. Now, some injuries can take a major toll on athletes for life, which is really a, an important thing, if you think about it. Now, especially injuries to the head. I mean, ath- athletes can be scarred for life if they have an injury to their head because the head is the most important part of the body. Now, concussions are the most common head injury in athletes and about in everything else in life. Most people believe that a concussion is like a bruise of the brain or, you know, when a brain just starts bleeding inside. A concussion really is, it occurs when your head accelerates or your whole body accelerates very rapidly and then is stopped. It stopped all of a sudden or or spun all of a sudden and really jerks in, in motion. Now, this violent shake or shaking um, causes the brain to be with chemicals as the brain doesn't necessarily know how to react and these chemicals can deaden certain receptors in the brain that are linked to learning and memory and learning and memory is one of the or is pretty much some of the most important things in life some symptoms of concussions are you know shaking dizziness or being dizzy Extreme sleepiness. You're not supposed to sleep if you get a concussion, apparently, but check with the doctor. Some other symptoms are headaches, disorientation, not knowing where you are, and not knowing what's going on, don't remember the last thing that happened. Also, ringing of the ears, and even nausea and vomiting has uh, is a major symptom of concussion. Now... There are two different types of concussions. There are simple concussions and then there are complex concussions. A simple concussion is not as serious. It's normally the symptoms last for about 7 to 10 days and you know, you're better. You you get better and you're able to go out and play whatever sport you play. Now complex concussions are much more serious and they can la- last for up to 10 days and they're very, very serious and most of these go to the emergency room and they're just a pain. Now, the more concussions that you receive or you get um, from doing various activities, the easier it becomes to get another one. Now, in a study recently that surveyed 2,000 former NFL players, yes, 2,000 NFL players, 60% of them have had concussions sometime in their career of playing football. And 26% of the entire 2000 had three or more concussions in their career. Now, that is definitely not healthy. That can definitely take a toll on somebody's um, health, if you think about it. I mean, there have been many problems with related to concussions. Um, It is reported that people who receive a lot of concussions have a lot of problems with memory and concentration and have really, really bad headaches for the rest of their life, which is very, very serious. It is also believed that the concussions can cause depression later in life, in a recent study from doctors. Also, it increases your chance of getting Alzheimer's disease. Now, Alzheimer's disease is the slow deterioration of the brain that occurs over a long period of time. They have reported that Alzheimer's has been showing up in people who have had many concussions as early as 30 to 49 years old. Now, that is insane. Um, Alzheimer's disease is normally for more older people who whose brains start to deteriorate. And this is just insane to have people for uh, from 30 to 49 years old. I mean, that's just crazy. Now, these concussions are very dangerous, and we can go on and on telling you about how dangerous they are, but how can we try to prevent them? It is also... It it almost seems like it's inevitable to prevent concussions in almost all sports. Now, we all know about the NFL and football and how the head-to-head hitting can really—you can see how somebody could easily get a concussion. But uh, also hockey is one that really can uh, spark a concussion because you're going around banging people into the walls of the rink and it's very, very dangerous. Now, the NFL is trying to prevent these hard hits from head-to-head by fining players, but many people don't believe that this is going to work because NFL players, you know, they're fairly wealthy and they can deal with the fines. Many people believe that you need a suspension or something more serious to have people stop these hard, uh, hard hits from player-to-player. In doing so, in doing so, but the NFL, when they find players, it's caused a lot of controversy about you know what is safe and what is you know fair because it's football. Football is one of the most dangerous sports in the world, and you should know that when you go out on the field when that you're risking a serious injury that could possibly affect you for a long time. Now, many manufacturers of helmets have been trying to develop helmets that absorb impact better, um, control the the energy away from the head. It is commonly known that you should go to a certified trainer or a certified coach who knows a lot about how helmets should fit to um, to try and prevent these types of injuries. It is also important to always wear a mouth guard because the mouth guard can absorb a lot of the energy that could go to your head. And not only wear a mouth guard to prevent concussions or prevent the potential damage of a concussion but also to obviously protect your teeth. It is also said when you're tackling in football that you need to lead with your body instead of your helmet because you're obviously risking yourself some injury. It is said that you should never allow any player who might have a concussion back into a back into a football game because it is simply too much too risky to have somebody Go in and risk that it is estimated that there is one concussion for every three and a half football games, which is an outstanding number because that is a lot of concussions. About ten percent of college football players say that they 've uh, sustained major brain injuries, and twenty percent of high school football players have sustained major brain injuries. Now that is simply insane. there are too many people getting injured here and uh college football NFL has to figure out a way to try and prevent this even more also even 5% of people or 5% of uh, soccer players high school and above have experienced some type of concussion which is which shows you that it's not just football and hockey and all these other sports but soccer is a very dangerous sport too You know, if you think about it, uh, soccer, you're using head-to-head contact sometimes accidentally. Falling can cause concussion, and simply using your head to hit the ball could cause a concussion. Concussions are very dangerous, and it's going to be debated a long time on how we can try to prevent these. And hopefully people can, um, scientists, doctors can find a way to treat this, and people can get better, and... Hopefully, we can find a way in to play all of our all the games we love without injuring people's heads and necks, and hopefully keep everybody as safe as possible. All right. Well, we have uh, one more topic coming up about MLB Instant Replay. Uh, please stay tuned to Voice America Kids Radio Network. I'm Eric Jordan. Stay tuned, please.
2: What's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life.
0: Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel.
2: We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned
0: in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the action.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Voice America Kids Radio Network. I'm Eric Jordan, and our next topic and final topic is MLB Instant Replay. Now, as you might know, Major League Baseball does not have instant replays. And nowadays, when you look at um, a TV and watch any type of sports, everything is so clear and it's such a nice picture. You're able to see things that people have never been able to see things before. You can also see things like slow-mo and fast pictures and it, it just looks so clear and everything looks so nice. You can also see errors by officials, referees, and umpires. There are many calls made by umpires that are not correct and, you know, should be reversed. Football has instant replay where you can challenge a, a spot of where the ball should be, a catch, um, whether they got um, enough yards to get a first down. You can challenge out of bounds. If somebody scores, you can challenge if they cross the end zone line and much more that you there are a lot of things that you can challenge The thing is is that they get the call right the rule in the NFL is if you have indisputable evidence then you can reverse the call in basketball they have replay and if it's a critical part of the game towards the end then the referees use video replay on the sideline of the court to determine whether something was out of bounds or something Great because they get the call right and there is no controversy over that. Recently, baseball has implemented replay for home runs because there were so many home runs that were not seen clearly by umpires. There were incidents at Yankee Stadium where the ball would look like a line drive down the, and it looked like it went foul, but it actually hit the side of the foul pole, which technically is a home run. People worried that this uh, replay for Major League Baseball would delay the game, but so far it's been pretty good. Um, The maximum time of delay has been um, seven minutes. That was one incident in Houston that was a very hard-to-see ball. They didn't have enough video uh, replay to look at it, so they had to make a judgment call. But the average for instant replay for a home run has been two to three minutes per per home run that they review, which really isn't that bad if you think about it. I think two to three minutes is definitely worth eliminating controversy that could live on forever. I mean, if it was in a World Series game, I think everybody would want the correct call so that there's no debate over this kind of stuff. But There are always other calls that are very bad that people see and there's a lot of controversy over. In baseball, one bad call can mean a whole lot compared to other sports. I believe that there should be uh, instant replay in baseball to eliminate a lot of the bad calls made by umpires. You have to remember that the umpires are people too. The umpires make mistakes just like everybody does. I think that there should be instant replays should determine whether a ball was fair or foul or somebody was out or safe at a base or if there was a catch or no catch but I however I do not believe that there should be uh, instant replay or a computer or some type of technology determining balls and strikes because balls and strikes if you think about it it varies between each batter some batters are taller than others some batters have different zones and also a catcher can place the ball differently and there it's hard for um a computer to adjust to that kind of things and it would just be way too technologically advanced for baseball i believe that there should always be an umpire calling balls and strikes however for everything else i believe that it would be very simple to have a a fifth umpire up in the press box or on the side Of the baseball field who has many computer monitors uh, viewing what's going on I think that it'd be really easy for someone like a fifth umpire to review plays this would hopefully reverse a lot of controversial calls now if you're just joining us uh, I'm Eric Jordan we're talking about the debate on whether there should be instant replay in Major League Baseball there are many famous controversial calls that have been called correctly. That that meant a lot in a big game situation. Most recently, there was a uh, game. I think I believe it was the Detroit Tigers. The pitcher Armando Galarraga. He had a perfect game going through nine or eight and two thirds innings. So he needed one more out to get a perfect game. Now a perfect game is very rare. However, this year there have been three. There have been about 20 or so in the entire history of Major League Baseball. That is simply crazy. What happened was there was a ground ball to the first baseman. Pitcher ran to cover first base. So the guy at first tosses the ball to the pitcher at first. And the umpire, who was Jim Joyce, he called the runner safe. Now, everybody was going crazy. He was obviously out by a good fraction of a second instant replay showed us that he was out that took a no-hitter or a perfect game away from this guy armando galarraga if we would have instant replay we could have reversed this call and armando galarraga could have had the i think it would be the 24th perfect game in the history of major league baseball that is something there are also Even this year in the playoffs, there have been controversy over whether a ball has hit a batter. There's always famous controversial things. Just like in the 2005 series, I believe, when the Angels and White Sox, there um, there was a call where the batter swung and it was a drop third strike rule and the umpire didn't call it correctly. There are some negative effects to having instant replay in baseball or other than home runs, it could add up to 10 to 20 minutes in each game. If you think about it, if we have this fifth umpire, though, who was watching the game very closely, he could determine whether somebody was out or safe in a matter of 10 seconds to 20 seconds. And, you know, it wouldn't be that much of a uh, big deal because something that could be reviewed quickly and it wouldn't make the game go that much slower. Now, accountability is good, but we can't question everything an umpire says. An umpire should always be accountable for every call they make, but, you know, you have to remember that they're people too. And they make mistakes, and they've made mistakes for years now. And, you know, every every referee, every umpire makes these kind of mistakes. I believe that we should have this instant replay because it, would eliminate these controversies. It would make baseball more fair. It would. There have been many instances where these have affected. It was a crucial situation. What if something like this happened in a World Series game where there was a blown call that cost a team a World Series? That would be simply crazy. That, and this is why I believe that there should be instant replay in Major League Baseball. We thank you for listening and joining me today on Voice America Kids Radio Network. We've been discussing many sports issues, and hopefully you will develop a uh, opinion about this, added some, of, some knowledge. Well, thank you for joining us on Voice America Kids Radio Network. I'm Eric Jordan, and have a great day.
0: Thanks again for listening to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids channel. Make sure you come on back next week for another great show.
2: The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: The future of online TV is here.